Welcome back to another exciting episode of Coffee with Convery, the podcast where we dive deep into the lives and experiences of remarkable individuals who have carved their path to success. Today, we have a dynamic guest with us, someone whose career journey is an inspiring tale of resilience and determination. Sadvik Shaw, coming to us from the vibrant city of Mississauga, Ontario, is a powerhouse of positivity, talent, and goal-driven ambition. Sadvik's diverse background with a bachelor degree in marketing from Pandit DePaul Energy University and a master's in management, logistic materials, and supply change management from the University of Windsor sets the stage for a truly captivating conversation. But what truly sets Sadvik apart is his perspective on business. He sees every challenge as an opportunity and outlet that fuels his passion for effective communication, problem solving, and of course, continuous learning. In his own words, he thrives on finding what that win-win situation is for both parties who benefit, and he's always ready to seize the opportunities hidden within the challenge. In his current role at Accenture, Savic serves as the main point of contact for client concerns and needs, building and strengthening long-term partnerships. His ability to stay on top of accounts, ensuring they receive service that aligns with their budgets and needs, showcases his commitment to excellence. And before that, he contributed his expertise to Scotiabank as a data service officer, handling daily transactions in the business maintenance and service division. In today's episode, we'll dive right into Savic's educational journey, his experiences in the corporate world, and the invaluable lessons he learned across the way. Savik, welcome to the podcast. Wow, Brian. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I think you know more, more about me than I do about myself. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, in all honesty, thank you so much for this wonderful introduction. I Wow, this is, this is something truly incredible. Thank you so much for having me over here. I'm super excited for this call. Me too, me too. I'm, I've been really waiting for this one. So why don't we like start with a few um, get to know you questions, um, just so the audience can learn a little bit more about you as well. So what are your pronouns? Uh, it's he and him, like yeah. he or him. Yeah, perfect. And what is your superpower? I think my superpower is uh, the ability to be myself. Uh, essentially, though, that comes from my journey of all the experiences which I have had so far, uh, I have had diverse amount of experience, like versatile amount of experiences. But the one thing which stayed constant is me being able to be myself around all the experiences. And I think that goes a long way because I have met several people in all the organizations I've worked with. Um, and everyone is different in their own way, but they kind of have this uni- universal approach towards when it comes to like jobs and, you know, the corporate world which is not something which I fit in but because I am in my own element most of the time. And I think that is something which I'm proud of. I love that. That's awesome. I really do. Um, if you had to pick a favorite smell, what would you pick? It has to be vanilla. Uh, vanilla. I, love, I love vanilla. I love vanilla ice cream. I love everything which has vanilla. It's just the most normal flavor, but I still love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Vanilla has a unique smell, right? It's, it's fresh. Mm-hmm. It smells great. Um, if you think back, or doesn't have to be back, but what maybe has been the best compliment you've ever received? Um, that's a great question. Uh, I think the best compliment I have ever received is that I've come a long way. And that comes from the only person who I actually really look up to. That's my mother. So uh, being an immigrant, I have been here four years now. I stay away from my family most of the time. And uh, my mom kind of made this as a point that basically... Uh, 
like I, they, they are easier easy it's easy for us like as immigrants to kind of get you know aloof and depressed in a while or bit but when we do that and we talk, look back at the family and we when we speak to them it, it's this is the sentence which comes from my mom that i've come a long way and i have had various experiences i'm proud of all of them but yeah home is home and that is what my mom says i'm really proud of that to listen yeah. to that yeah it's special when your mom shares that with you it's exactly exactly that kind of support is uh something which goes a long way so yeah that's awesome that's awesome so we all have a guilty pleasure or go-to snack what's yours i wouldn't say it's a guilty pleasure uh, <laughs> but i it's 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 technically it's 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 a burrito i love eating burritos i love mexican food uh but yeah, if you're talking about guilty pleasures, it has to be pizza. Pizza and then butter. Your go-to is burrito. Okay. Yeah, oh. my go-to is burrito for for like to be less guilty, right? <laughs> yeah. With the beans and rice, you feel a lot more healthier than that. <laughs> That's right. That's true. <laughs> um, what's your favorite holiday? Uh, okay, this may come out as a kind of a stereotype, but it ha it for me it's Christmas. Uh, but I am also from India, where we don't actually celebrate Christmas. So, uh, like we do, but not as as exceptionally well as foreign countries do. So, but still, it's Christmas because those are those are the times when the holiday season comes in, and like there are a lot of hol holidays. You hang out with the family, a lot of dinner, a lot of food on the table, and everything related to that. So, Christmas nice. definitely nice. Um, so I know you've had quite a few different experiences and we all start somewhere with our very first job. Um, what, what was your very first job? I wouldn't say it was a job. I was more of an internship, uh, because, uh, I, I used to, like, I did my college graduation in India. And while I was doing that, I had, I received an internship from a company named Kempure and I was doing a door-to-door -door sales for them. So door-to-door -door sales in india is very different like literally uh you're kind of struggling every day on your like two-wheeler motorbikes and you know going door-to-door -door convincing wow. retailers and clients and stuff like that so that was my first internship and that was an unpaid internship so it was mainly just for the experience but yeah taught me a lot wow sales door-to-door -door, that's a tough one that's <laughs> a really tough one i can yeah. especially how you described it with the the bike and all i, I just yeah. got that visual I it's do it do it in 40 degrees plus and you will get a good visual on that <laughs> oh yeah there yeah. you go <laughs> um if you had to pick one word to describe yourself what would you pick i would say it has to be sensitive uh yeah. and i mean this in the utmost good way as much as possible yeah. but uh sensitive towards people sensitive towards their feelings sensitive towards uh the situation and how to react and how to manage uh, an ongoing situation, something like that. It's just sense of awareness. That's awesome. We, we need that, and especially nowadays. Um, so you just, you know, we described your journey um, in, in as we got started and um, the idea of pursuing a master's and gaining experience in a foreign country as an unexplored adventure. Can you take us back to the moment when you decided to embark on this journey and share the emotions and aspirations that drove you? Yeah, yes, Brian, for sure. Uh, this is something which I have always have been proud to speak of. So, uh, yeah, I, as I as you already know, I have come from India and I came and came to Canada in twenty nineteen September. Yeah, uh, and I I came for University of Windsor as my graduation. But when I was in India, I had this 
incredible uh, demand or maybe a wish to, you know, go into a foreign country and have my experience in a foreign place or location. And that has to be Canada for me. But uh, that's when I started to apply in Canada and got a, got a particular graduation degree or, or maybe an invitation to University of Windsor. I embarked on that journey thinking that, you know, all my dreams are going to come true and having my best life possible ahead. So I came to came to Canada I struck reality in the first few weeks first few weeks itself because I started looking for a job which I thought would be very easy in Windsor but uh, well I I I would say that I struggled for at least 6 months uh, and since I had like door to door sales experiences my first approach to finding a job was literally going door to door and sending resumes uh, but yeah, I I did go to door to door, send resumes, but then COVID hit. Uh, but in between, in the midst of that, I found a job in Movati Athletic. It's a gym. So uh, I was a receptionist over there. Uh, but then a few months in, COVID was at its peak in Canada and gyms were shut down. So that also stopped. But but yeah, I mean, um, it was on and off. Uh, no one knew what's going on and the job market was as bad as it could get. So I finished my graduation. I moved to Mississauga, uh, kind of, again, struggled looking for a job. Eventually, I found a job in Costco uh, where I would work as, a, I don't know if you know about CDS employees. I don't know if you know. Like if you go to Costco, they kind of give out samples and stuff like that. So Correct. that was my first job. And I kind of, did it for four or five months until I found something in Walmart. I did that for four or five months. And then eventually I got a role in Scotiabank where it all started like my corporate ladder. Eventually uh, I, I would change four teams in Scotiabank and then I would find something else in Accenture. And that is where I am right now. So yeah, awesome. diverse experiences. But the reality remains like the first few years were, were brutal, but yeah. they were incredible to shape me as a person as who I am right now. Yeah. And so thinking about that, um, you know, I know you've considered a person's qualifications to be not just measured by their education, but by their experiences and struggles they overcome. Um, clearly that was a pivotal moment for your experiences in your life, but is there other things that shaped your perspective on this um, idea that experiences and struggles helps to build? build I think, who you um, are? Yeah. 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 So when I, when I probably, thought of this particular sentence that uh, the experiences really matter more than the graduation of the degrees which you have it came to me as if like because when we come to a foreign country we have this imagination and anticipation that okay uh okay we are going to a college we are going to a university and we have we're going to have a good master's degree or any kind of a degree or a diploma degree or whatever it is uh and you would be at a, a level above uh from your current life uh to find a better job, right? And that's exactly that's exactly what the book says. Like, okay, you do your graduations, you you do your schooling, you do your high schooling, you do your college, you do your masters, and then you I think you will do a, do an amazing job. But even after having all of that, I don't know if it was because of COVID or the pandemic or whatever it is, but even after having all of that, I struggled at least for a year, year and a half, uh, just to find a stable job in the corporate because until then everything was uncertain. So. Having said that, I personally failed this that, uh, okay, you know what, uh, graduation is literally just, or the degree is literally just a piece of paper, but what makes you as a person is literally your experiences and what you've learned from them. And the one thing which I noticed, like I gave out several interviews when I was actually looking for a job. And the one thing which I really noticed is that each interview kind of taught me something which I should not do in the next interview. And that's how I landed 
a good job later on. So yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if that answered your question, but yeah. essentially that is what kind of changed my whole perspective towards like at graduation and the experiences because this experience has taught me something which the theoretical knowledge never taught me. Yeah, no, and I think you brought up a great point with the fact that going through these different interviews, you were learning more about yourself and learning more things that you could do in the next interview to even be better at um, and how to approach it. And that's that's great because you're building skills and you're also building your own narrative. Um, and I think often, you know, people, you know, get sad by the fact, oh, I didn't do great on that interview, but it's also a learning moment. <clears throat> so maybe that's what, you know, people and especially listeners here should think about as they look back on some of those experiences and, and what that means for them. Yeah, true, true, for sure. Um, so thinking about that, um, you know, what what advice, like a lot of our audience here, you know, student who may be just graduating and is starting out in the working world, is there any advice or things that you might tell them that they should consider or think about? Yeah, uh, so I, I don't know, but I have not, not received many texts, but I have received a few texts from a few different people uh, who graduated from the same university or maybe just are from the same city as I am and something like that. Uh, and they, they kind of want to have a, a role in the corporate industry. And they always ask me like, okay, uh, what is the one thing which you have? And, and if you talk to them really like Brian, if you talk to them on a one-on-one -on -one level, you would get to know that how how sensitive they are towards the job market because they their first question is like i i have been struggling so hard finding a job i have been struggling so hard you know looking for another job and i think the one thing which kind of draws everything back is essentially like the 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 ability to be motivated so yeah. if you are in this job market i know it is brutal and essentially like you you won't be able to find a job because the market is really brutal right now but just hang in there because it is really important for us to be motivated in this mo moment right now because everything will be changing at some point and when whenever people network uh, the one thing which i always tell them is that to empathize and to kind of have that clear understanding of what the other person could grab from this conversation so that's when the win-win scenario comes in right so if i'm talking to you i i don't want to speak literally just something which is advantageous to myself but i also want to develop a connection which moves on to a later stage in life where we both can work for each other at some point so that's something which is very crucial which people may kind of use and leverage when finding a job or in this market especially absolutely great great advice and insights um effective communication problem solving obviously continuous learning as well for you are essential components of your approach to business in thinking about the skills and pursuits, um, how do they help you working with clients? I think the one skill which goes a long way is to how you can manage a client or maybe the client's expectations. So uh, whenever there's a problem-solving issue or whenever there's a client who is facing any kind of issues, if you uh, are a person who who is able to understand and comprehend where the client is coming from, where the customer is coming from, and essentially what they are looking for from your end and if you're able to deliver it even halfway that is a good enough uh, approach towards maintaining a good client relation checking about your clients and i always treat my clients and this is one advice which i'll probably give to everyone who is listening uh, to this particular podcast is that whenever you are speaking to a client or any any kind of customer for your in your scenario i always treat them like a family or someone you love and care for because if you if you 
if you kind of treat them like that, you are going to kind of do that follow-ups, do that kind of necessary uh, background checks and be as personally involved as you can be for that plan. Because uh, even right now, the the at the project which I work on in Accenture, the main the main thing over here is to kind of maintain that client relations. And I personally think that adding that personal touch and adding that kind of personal involvement in customer's life goes a really long way. Uh, absolutely. It's a people business. And I love the way you refer to it, like thinking about them, because I don't, if you approach with that empathetic and understanding, I mean, they're sharing their, their, their opportunities with you um, and opening up. So you have to be someone that actually cares right <laughs> and right. wants to be there to help them solve that um which also talks about your win-win situation um of, of goals is it's impressive right your enthusiasm for that um and negotiations and collaborations can sometimes be difficult but how do you how do you look at those win-win situations and achieving that mutual beneficial outcome when possible um the win-win situation it came to me not as a skill and neither did it come to me as a knowledge it, it came yeah it, it came to me as something which came out of understanding so uh, when i speak with my clients and if they are let's say facing a random issue and if i don't have any knowledge in that issue i would move mountains just to have some insights uh on what the issue is and how can i deal with that and how can i kind of repair that issue right looking at the efforts which i do uh that is kind of incredible and i eventually probably it takes me a while but eventually i'll get an answer i'll get a resolution i get a solution and that right there is a win-win situation because the client is benefiting from me resolving the issue but i am benefiting by sustaining and maintaining that relation with the client so which is going to be used and leveraged by me in the long run so that is how the win-win situation gotcha. comes into place. okay makes sense makes sense um, staying current with industry trends, um, innovations is essential for our professional growth. Can you share any strategies, maybe with some of the listeners, of how you stay up to date with what's going on in your field? Um, whatever I learn, I learn mainly from all the clients uh, who I deal with because in the industry which I am in, it is mainly based on AI and kind of like related to uh, what are the market trends and what kind of advertisers who I deal with is essentially something which is a part of my job, but everything which uh, I learn is from the expectations. So when they have different kind of expectations, it kind of gives me the leverage to learn about those expectations from elsewhere. And once I have those knowledge, it kind of stays with me, but I use that in different places. So gotcha. that's how I stay consistent with the market knowledge. Okay. No, that that's great insights. Thank you for that. Um, what advice do you have for individuals who aspire to pursue a career in client relationship management, consulting, business management, based on your own journey and experience? Uh, I would say networking. Um, like I think the place where I am right now, uh, it's mainly because of networking, but I have never networked with people who who I have never met. So that is that is one drawback for man, which is not something which I advise people to do. But uh, networking comes in various ways. And the effective form of networking is something which I'm good at in terms of personal networking. So if I meet someone in person, then I have a better chance of, you know, leveraging that network uh, rather than meeting someone virtually or first time, like kind of uh, meeting them, like literally through LinkedIn, stuff like that. Um, like we met in Windsor, right? So yeah. we met in person and that, that brings us over here. But essentially what I mean is like in all the experiences which I have had, everyone I know is someone who I am always in touch with. 
May that be Walmart, may that be Costco, may that be Scotiabank, may that be Accenture, anything related to that. So uh, everyone who I know is, uh, is someone who has oh, I always been in touch with. And that is something which I hold uh, with me because due to the internal networking and due to pe- knowing people around me in Scotiabank within a year and a half, I had I had I have changed four teams and that those were like four promotions. So so that is that is not something which is uh again not i advise but essentially it was one opportunity after the other and i i just kept taking them because of my internal networking and knowing managers and knowing senior management in a way and helping them to kind of resolve an issue i'll i'd love to share an example for that if sure. uh, if time permits but but yeah in scotia bank i uh, we dealt with this issue uh, in which uh, basically the banks are kind of cutting the paper costs so there were there were kind of some issues from my senior management from a different team which stated that they want to cut paper but they don't know how to uh, and they are open to ideas so i kind of did my homework for at least a week or so and i i went with three different options made a powerpoint made a full full presentation uh then a, a panel sat in front of me and i presented the powerpoint and kind of just pitched the idea on like different scenarios on what kind of cost you're looking at if you cut down and if you select a particular option one of those options required for them to kind of spend a lot in this present moment and eventually like 6 months in they would be making profit by just kind of spending this much right now so after 6 months they will be seeing profit and that is the option which got selected which which kind of uh made me uh, a part of a different team after that right. so so that was something which i always go by and uh this is this is something which i always kind of uh keep with myself because uh all of these like proactive approaches towards uh you know effective presence of mind and where you can leverage your skills and your knowledge in what scenarios is going to take you to different places in your life yeah no that that's great and thanks for sharing an example i think it's helpful for listeners to understand something that you've you've actioned and done so it helps them think through that um also the idea of something needs to be done i know that gets you excited um can you describe how this enthusiasm yeah. drives your work yeah right yeah so that that's probably the same example which i just shared but Is essentially okay. like yeah so something needs to be done uh, there was this kind of uh, a problem in the team and there were like 400 people in a particular video chat and you know our the the whole big department kind of elaborated the main issue which was going on and i i was like okay you know what i need to be a part of this and it's kind of a spark which i get whenever i i see or 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 i hear something even right now if a client is like okay you know what i'm not seeing any kind of sales or any kind of thing something needs to be done i take actually after hours approach and literally personally get involved in the particular advertiser and their client and the client expectations and then eventually by the end of the day or by the end of the week whatever it is no matter the time frame but i come with a solution and that is something shaped literally tailored for the client in a personalized way and yeah. it, it's it's uh, honestly brand it's a part and parcel of things so me yeah. knowing the customer me knowing the expectations me understanding the customer me having a great relation with the customer then having an issue me resolving it yeah so eventually i'm doing this for an organization but after a point i feel like i'm doing it for my own personal satisfaction because i feel really good when i solve people and their problems that's a great 
great way to approach it. Great way and, and great feelings to, to have, right. That you're helping. And, um, and I think that's great because I think some people hear that something needs to be done and they shy away, maybe afraid to approach that situation. But the fact that you've embraced those things and learn from them and help, help the others out. Um, it's, it's a great skill and a great, a great way to live life. So that's awesome. Um, um, Okay, so thinking about your overall career journey and, you know, aspirations to pursue client relationships, etc. Um, what what could you tell us maybe about, um, I know you talked a little bit about effective networking and how that's helped you. Are there other things that you do to help and maintain those relationships with con- clients and colleagues? Mm, yeah, that's a great question. The, I think... These are all the small things which people can actually work on. So I have this whole notes kind of a folder in which yeah. I I have everyone who I know, their birthdays uh, kind of right there. I have reminders set up for their birthdays. I have uh, I have I have names of their sons and daughters. Uh, that's what I do. And essentially, like, honestly, I have also like the person who cuts my hair, his yeah. name and his family name. I don't know, but it's literally something which is which which is just in me. Like it's my nature. I don't know. Uh, I I would love to have conversations with them, and I would love if someone knew my mom's name or my dad's name or essentially like anyone who I am around and their name, because that means that that person is actually so involved with me and in my life. Even if we don't talk for months, if I know your family name or if I know anyone of your loved one's name, and if I ask them about like if I ask you about like okay, how's how's she doing? How's she doing? Is she good? Is she still interested in this? And that makes you feel so good because even if it's like a huge break between us, like of communication, it may, it would make you feel like, okay, I was so personally invested in you when we spoke last time that I haven't forgotten anything about you or around you. And that is something which is, I don't know, a way too away from networking because networking is a long way from this. Uh, thinking about people and really caring about like when their birthdays are when what their family is doing what their husbands or wives are doing it goes a really long way a really long that is, way. that is such great insights and advice i can't tell you so i'm gonna even ask you right here to do a shout out to your mom and dad what is your mom and dad's name uh my mom's name is shraddha i don't know if you can pronounce that uh, my dad's name is sunil so yeah they both are doctors and they both are like uh in india right now so they they're doing pretty good for themselves right now. yeah that's great they're gonna be very proud to hear you on this podcast yeah hopefully <laughs> <laughs> um you know as we look to wrap i know we could talk i know we've we've talked quite a bit and it's been really inspiring to hear you know all your journeys here and stories and, and thank you again for being part is there anything yeah. anything left that you wanted to maybe talk about with the audience that i haven't asked or is there anything you want to leave the audience with before we look to close uh no honestly no but basically the one thing which i really want to touch on is uh it can be really tough and i i i i i'm still an immigrant uh in in the eyes of canada or the government of canada whatever it is but uh basically if to all my fellow fellow immigrants no matter where which country you're coming from uh the the market is stupid crazy and it can kind of uh, deteriorate anyone's confidence in yeah. themselves or belief in themselves. And that is natural. That is like human nature. And it is okay to feel that way. But uh, the one thing which I really want you to kind of focus on is to not lose hope. 
do what you can at your best. May that be your academical knowledge. If you want to get some certifications, then do that. If you want to really get involved in networking, do that. If you want to talk to different kinds of people and you know just explore yourself on LinkedIn, do that. Do whatever makes your life fun in this given moment rather than just mindlessly applying to something different. Uh, take a different approach because there are thousands of people who actually just apply on LinkedIn and stuff like that. Do that as well, but also don't forget to kind of live a little and uh, don't curse yourself through the process because that I did that for at least a good year after graduating. It doesn't do any good. It just hampers your confidence in yourself and that impacts your confidence in the interviews which you're going to have. So always believe in yourself because confidence is the key to getting the interview done, honestly. So, yeah. Great. Well, thank you so very much for joining me today. It's been a great opportunity to hear about your story, talk a little bit more and share share some of this with uh, others that are, are career seekers and students graduating, et cetera. So thank you again for for taking the time and being part of it. No, no, Brian, thank you so much. And uh, it's, it's not me who you need to thank. I need to thank you for giving me such a good platform to kind of showcase myself, showcase my experiences. I personally don't think that I've done much in this particular entire journey of mine, but there's a lot more to do. And I feel <laughs> that I'm just getting started. But again, uh, I, I hope to see you soon. I hope this conversation happens like there's a part two or part three and many more <laughs> parts to this. Uh, but yeah, different experiences coming along the way. Uh, the one person which I am is I'm not a stable kind of a person. I mean it in a really good way. Uh, that means that I look for different experiences all the time and uh, always open to talk to you about more experiences in the future. Great. Thank you so much. And again, it's been a pleasure. So for the listeners, if you liked what you heard today, please share this podcast on Spotify with your friends. Like the episode, like and follow the, the Coffee with Convery on Instagram. This has been Coffee with Convery. And until next time, Please stay well.